Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today we are going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of The Hills. One big interruption. Further into our series, The Hills Have Size. Yep. And this was, unfortunately, I think this was the most boring episode of Season 2 we've had so far. Yeah, the next week was a real build-up to it, and then it was kind of air. Yeah. But big things are still on the way. Yes. So we've got that to look forward to. It doesn't mean this episode's not worth talking about either. For sure. Just... <laughs> I have, a, I have quite I a just want to preface that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Dive in. Okay, so um, now I didn't have any notes really about the scenes from last week. Nope. So we go right to, <laughs> it's the day after the big, well, allegedly. Well, no, it was. They were in the same clothes. It's the day after the no, big. No, they weren't. Lauren was wearing that um, two-toned Juicy Couture when she was all drunk. Yeah. And this scene, she's wearing a navy cable knit sweater. Oh, well, Heidi was wearing the same top and the same, like, track pant thing. Okay. So Heidi's clothes were the same. Okay. Um, so it's the, the morning after the blow up with Spencer um, at Area. And um, it starts with the, uh, Lauren and Heidi on the couch and Audrina shows up at the apartment and comes in. So what I thought was interesting about this is all of a sudden Heidi and Audrina are now fine. Yep. Like better than fine. They're... Well, that's the one thing they did say in the recap is that Heidi and Audrina have made up. Yes. Um, They've made up in a big way. A big way. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it took Heidi seeing Spencer with all those playmates to realize that Audrina wasn't being full of shit. Now, what I think is interesting is that Audrina comes over and kind of is like, how are you doing? Not so much how are you doing about Spencer, but implying that Heidi was wasted. And says, like, you were a mess last night. And Heidi goes, yeah, this is death face. Death face right here. And she actually doesn't look that bad. No, but the interesting part is no one's saying this to Lauren. And Lauren was the one that was wasted. And Lauren looks worse the next day. Yeah, she looks terrible. Yeah. And Audrina walks in holding Starbucks, actually. Yes. And she brings a coffee for Lauren, but not for Heidi. So that makes me think she texted them and was like, hey, I'm coming over. Who needs caffeine? And Lauren was like, dear God, me. Yeah. Also... The Starbucks cup has a Christmas sleeve on it. I was going to say the same thing. I noticed that as well. Yep. So when does that start? November? Yeah. Like after Halloween? Well, because back then, now it's such a big thing. They rolled them out early, but I would say Thanksgiving, right? Like right before Thanksgiving. So we're further in. Yeah. So Audrina comes over with her Christmas coffee, which is a little (laughs) weird too, because they're supposed to live in the same apartment complex. So... It seems weird that she would go out to Starbucks and then come back home and go over to their apartment. Well, I'm wondering if their new apartment... I wonder if Audrina also changed complexes. Oh, maybe. She might be back at the old building still. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Whatever. Um, so they Audrina sits down and then they start to really get into all of the lies and subterfuge that Spencer has been perpetrating on everyone. Well, in my opinion too, this is the best part of going out with your friends is actually the next day. Yeah. Like this is the one thing I actually miss about like my late teens and early twenties is like the going out and waking up with my girlfriends and being like, Oh my God, what'd we do last night? Like (laughs) that is, there's nothing better. There really isn't. I think it's the most fun part of going out. So Audrina, well, it's weird because it's funny Audrina wasn't at area. Now that I'm thinking about it, but she's she's talking about it like she was. Yeah, I know. Like you I were a mess last night. So like that's weird. That I mean, because we didn't see her. Yeah. So they're implying she was there, and they sit down, and then um, was it Heidi that asked her about the Spencer date thing? They so, start talking about Pinkberry. Right. So Audrina is basically saying like 
he's a sleazeball. And like, yeah, I went to Pinkberry with him and he brought me roses and Heidi immediately tweaks. Yes. And she realizes that the two roses that she was carrying back at Don Antonio's and when she went home with him that night through the apartment with the automatic sliding doors, the very next day, he just picked those roses up off the counter and brought them to Audrina at Pinkberry. And what's funny is I actually noticed they looked very similar when Audrina and Spencer sat down. It's like one red rose and one white rose, both individually wrapped in plastic. And I was going to say something, and then I was like, they can't be the same roses. They wouldn't last. Well, no, but I what I didn't get was that I thought that he went to lunch with Audrina at Pinkberry, and then that night went to Heidi's, to no, Don Antonio's. No, so Heidi says, she calls him on the phone, and Lauren says, call him on speaker so he can't lie. It's like, no, you can still lie on speaker. but um, <laughs> And she says, we hooked up that night, yeah. and you brought my roses to Audrina at Pinkberry? What the hell? So she left them at his house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that Pinkberry is mentioned 8 million times. Yeah. I hope they got a credit. Cha-ching. And um, <laughs> yeah, so they established that. Like, well, first of all, they say, call him. Call him on the sidekick. Call him, call him. Put him on speaker. Can't lie. Yeah, so they put him on speaker. <laughs> I could not understand him. No, no. Like, <laughs> they did not do subtitles. I have no idea what he was even saying, but we got the gist. He sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. I called like, wah, 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 wah. So they, and so Heidi is saying, like, you know, isn't that the night we got together and you brought in my roses and blah, 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 blah. And so we don't know what Spencer says, but basically I think he's just kind of like, what? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. It was very kind of high school third party. I'm calling you on speakerphone. Yeah. Um, but the gist was that Audrina has totally been vindicated. Yeah. And we now know that it was all, I mean, we've always known, but Heidi now knows that Spencer is the dirtbag and Audrina was still being a good friend and didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And Heidi actually, she takes it well, but she's upset. And then Lauren kind of rubs salt in her wound and she's like, you don't need to be with someone that, that manipulative. It's like, yeah, I'm just realizing that now on my own. Like, please just like back off a little bit. Well, Lauren also says, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him and I don't even think I could pick him up. Yeah. We get it, Lauren. So there's a little, like, Spencer bashing morning rehash, which was nice. Yeah. Lauren also says later in this episode that she can't pick up groceries by herself. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should start lifting some weight. I'm a girl! Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, dumb. Um, yeah, so then we are at Teen Vogue mm-hmm. for a meeting with Lisa Love. And they are... Teen Vogue is throwing a dinner for young designers in the LA area. And... They want Lauren and Whitney to help out. Whitney is getting her wisdom teeth pulled and she can't. Well, and what I was going to say is the theme of this show seems to be... Whitney has a life? Yeah. No, well, that, Laura, <laughs> that Lisa Love... Whitney is Lisa Love's first choice. And anytime Whitney can't be there, Lauren is the backup. Well, that also comes out in later seasons also that... And I noticed this in the closet. Whitney is at a bigger desk that has a phone. Lauren's desk does not have a phone. No, it doesn't. So, and it comes out in a later season when they work a photo shoot together too, that Whitney is actually above Lauren. Oh, she's like the head intern. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Right. So, you know, because then later when they're at this Teen Vogue dinner, Lauren's kind of bitching, like, do you think we have to stay? And Whitney says, I'm not sure I can ask. Like she's the intermediary basically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're, they're throwing this dinner and this woman from New York is coming in along with one of the New York interns, Emily. Yes. And, um, 
So Lisa Love hands Lauren the guest list and said, you should put this in an Excel sheet for me and let's send them handwritten reminder cards who has the better handwriting. And this is dwelled on several times yeah. in the episode and it makes me laugh. Um, and they both just say like, oh, Whitney. Whitney, yeah. yeah and Whitney Lauren's does. like, I can type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then we cut briefly back to the closet from Lisa Love's office, and Whitney says, I'm curious to meet this intern from New York. Mm-hmm. And this woman who's coming in with her, it's an, the fashion editor, yes. is who it was. Um, her name is Jane, and Lauren said, well, if she's anything like Jane, that should be interesting. So, I don't know, we'll see. Well, because she says that Jane is very organized and precise, and Lauren's like, that's not me at all, I'm not like that. Right. Which is interesting, because I feel like Lauren is like that, and Lauren basically now has built a whole brand around that. Yeah. So well, it's funny that she was trying to back then be like, Ten years ago, thing. maybe she wasn't. Yeah, true. Yeah. So then we switch back to Bolt House. and the only thing, I didn't have a lot to say about Bolt House, but the one thing that I really noticed is that Heidi now has three phones because she had a BlackBerry. <laughs> At Gold House, she had a BlackBerry. Okay, so one might be her work phone. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, but she now has a work phone, which is a BlackBerry, I'm assuming, the sidekick, and a razor. And Spencer calls her because he won't stop, he won't stop bugging her because he from knows she's From his Palm Pilot. From his Palm Pilot. And um, <laughs> she answers on her BlackBerry. And... Um, she basically says, like, you know, he's like, oh, you got, you, I can't believe you answered the phone. She's like, I'm at work. I'm busy. And, um, a, a oh, great... so it was her work phone. He said, look who's finally answering my calls. Yeah. Ah. And so she really uh, had a great quote that I wrote down and loved was, you're one big interruption in my life. Which she is. He really just is a big interruption in her life. And Spencer's always doing nothing but driving around Hollywood. No. Yeah. That's what he does. Drives around, talks on the phone. Yep. He's just out and about. And we don't know where he's driving to or from. Nope. But yes, he's, he's always just always on the road. like lingering close by. But never in traffic. He could pull up here at any point. <laughs> oh, um, fingers crossed. The other thing that I had written down is that Spencer always talks in third person. Yeah. So he doesn't say like I want you. I'm on your team. He says I want Heidi. I'm on team Heidi. It's like she's not a product yet. <laughs> but just like say that you want her. Say something personal like. He just, he's almost like marketing her to herself. Well, but I almost wonder if that was part of his strategy. I mean, of he was trying was. to make her a brand. But so it makes me was, sad. Yeah. He's not saying, I want you. He's hes selling her. I don't know. It's its just a little bit gross and a little bit weird. And I don't, I don't get it. Um, so then super intern, Emily, arrives at Teen Vogue. And I just put down that she is so New York, I can't stand it. Like, yeah. all black, chic, put together, like incredibly thin yes also like a little bit worrisome yeah a little bit um because we see her legs um and she is dressed in all black from head to toe which i'm always a fan of and then she's carrying a fierce bag yeah it is a it's like a slouchy shoulder bag but it is gold python yeah it was stunning and like way to set off that all black outfit it is it's hot and she comes into the closet and completely makes herself at home. Like, yep. dumps herself down on Lauren's desk. Like, just makes herself at home. And she's there's nobody there. She's already printing things. Yeah. There's yep. nobody there. And she's like, hit the ground running. Already at work. Yep. So then Lauren shows up and it takes her, like, a few 
like a minute to realize that someone's been like in her chair and like that's someone else's purse. And then Emily bounds in like with like printed out materials and gives Lauren an itinerary for the day. And says, Oh, you must be Lauren. Like I'm Emily. Nice to meet you. Right. And she's like, we got to go to the florist at 11. We have to be at the house at three o'clock. So we've got some map questing to do. We have to print out lots of directions. And she just like barks orders at her basically. And Lauren is mute. Yeah, says nothing. No. Um, my favorite, though, is then she discusses... <laughs> Lauren's handwriting. Yeah, Emily says, you know, we have to address these. We have to hand address these things. And Lauren kind of looks at her and she was like, oh, I have bad handwriting. Last time I did something like this, they threw them away. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily was like, oh, good to know. I'll be extra careful. Yeah, extra careful, yes. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, then we have another brief interlude at Bolt House with Heidi telling yet... Oh, well, no, we still have... No, do we already do the Emily credits thing? Was that that's, that's later? That's right okay. after. This is just a brief cutaway to Bolt House. Um, it's the same day Heidi's just put on a, a hooded sweatshirt over her shirt, and she's talking to Kirsten, the lesbian... Whatever. Lesbian face. Yeah, <laughs> lesbian face, Bolt House employee. Um... And she's just telling another story about how Spencer showed up with playmates. Yeah. And Kirsten was working that night, so she was like, I'd be super pissed if my boyfriend did that. And, like, we get it. Like, Heidi's pissed. Um, so then we're in the car with Emily, super intern. Yeah. And, and we find out that she really is super intern. Yes, because Lauren kind of says, oh, you know, are you in school? Which I think is a dumb question, because you're only intern if you're in school. Like, I mean, kind of a silly question. Yeah. And Emily says, oh, yes, I go to NYU, and I'm taking 18 credits in two days, and I also work at Chanel. First of all, 18 credits in two days, that's insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. What, does she go to school from 9 a.m. to midnight every day on the two days that she goes to school? I mean, it's, that's a long day. Yeah. 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 Um, that's six classes. And Lauren is just kind of like, <laughs> she yeah. just doesn't even know what to do with that information. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then, so the intern is... They spend a lot of time talking about the centerpieces and the flowers for this dinner in this episode. Yeah, they go to a flower shop. Um, and Emily says, you know, Lisa Love wants a chinoiserie effect. And Lauren has no idea what that word means. She's never heard it. Me neither, Lauren, honey. I'm with you. Um, it, it means Chinese or Asian inspired, basically. And um, Emily is not only a super intern and a Chanel employee and a Teen Vogue employee, she is a floral expert. She speaks the secret language of flowers. Yeah. She knows dahlias. She knows ranunculus. She knows... Peonies. Peonies. Um, what's the other one? Um, ballet tulips? French tulips? There's a kind of tulip I hadn't heard of. Uh, so much so that the woman who works at the flower Compliments shop... Compliments her. He was like, wow, you know everything. Yeah. Now, I do have a little side note about the woman who runs the flower shop. Okay. Um, she has Lisa Renna's haircut. <laughs> she uh, she a thousand percent has you mean Lisa, Lisa Renna's wig no. uh, Lisa Renna's wig yeah but I mean she's full on has Lisa Renna's haircut um, I wrote down that super intern got a Dahlia boner she did she was like Dahlia's I love Dahlia's like she she tweaked oh and she kept talking she's like oh I have this at home yeah it was weird yeah it was she very was a, weird she was a robot <laughs> um so then um Lauren and Heidi and Jen Bunny. Who I'm now going to call the girls. Adrena. Wasn't Adrena there too? No. Oh, I thought Adrena was there. No. Jen Bunny um, kind of grows in presence in the beginning of the season. So she'll become a little bit more important for a while. Um, so they go to dinner at this place called Luna Park. I'm not sure why I wrote it down, but we hadn't seen it before. So I thought it might be of note. And <laughs> I'm curious when this is in time because they're all talking about love. 
And I think this is clearly we already saw the Christmas Starbucks cup Mm -hmm. and Heidi is talking about Spencer. Like she's completely over him. Yep. She was falling in love with him, but now she like, doesn't know what she was thinking. Lauren says love is stupid. And Jen was like, well, I don't even believe in it, which what? Um, (laughs) so then Heidi gets a text message from Spencer on her sidekick and it's like a big deal. And she's like, Oh my God, stop texting me. And they're like, no, he's not texting you again. And like, whatever. <laughs> when well, she said that he's called me three times today and he won't stop yeah, texting me. Yeah. So then she won't stop writing him back and like fiddling with their phone. And Jen bunny says, Heidi, if you don't put your phone down, I'm going to throw it in my mojito. She actually <laughs> says sidekick. Oh yeah. You, she said, if you don't put that down, I'm going to throw that sidekick in the mojito. Yeah. And Jen bunny, I love you, but it's not the sidekick's fault. Let's not take it out of the sidekick. <laughs> Throw Heidi in the mojito. I know, but... Leave the sidekick out. God, that's good. Well, but the other thing that, that is not weird about all of this, but it just goes to show you that, I mean, Heidi is young and has no backbone. She told Spencer, and actually we forgot to mention this, when he called her at work, she said, I want a week. I want a week away from you. No calls, no texts. I want yeah. a week apart so we can really, like, I can think and we can get things under control. Well, she's not sticking to her guns. Like, if she's texting him back... She's not sticking to it either. Like, yeah. and if I was her, um, cause I've actually been in a situation a little similar to that. If you ask somebody not to contact you and they continue contacting you, like, I think that's so disrespectful. And I think that she should have been a little more pissed. Like instead of wanting to talk to him every time he contacted me, I'd be more angry if I was her because he's yeah. not respecting her boundaries. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Lauren again, rubs salt in the wound and says, yeah, he's not a good guy heard heard we heard you it's just it's a bit much and i think i appreciate that friends can have opinions on who their friend is dating but like at the same time once you've said your piece like you gotta back off a little bit and you can say it in other ways and i feel like lauren is just beating a dead horse with it i know she doesn't want it to happen but like just let heidi figure it out for herself well and heidi is doing the classic mistake which is you do not sit around and bash the person you're dating 24-7 with your friends. And then continue dating them. Because when you get back together with them, your yep. friends are going to hate them. Yep. And you're going to be upset. And be it's like, true. I don't understand. What, like, you you have to temp... I mean, you, you just can't do that. No. No, I agree. Um, so then we go to Whitney's parents' house. And which is beautiful. Which is beautiful, but it also... <laughs> Looks like straight out of the Shire again. No, it's very quirky. It's yeah. a very quirky house. Yeah. It is very Shire-esque. Yeah. Um, it's got some like stained glass windows and like a low profile and like a huge garden and like a like fence a out front. Yeah. It does. It does look like the Shire again. Um, so Lauren comes to visit Whitney after she had her wisdom teeth out, which is very sweet. She brings her flowers and they sit on the bed. Um, now, real quick. Whitney's entirely think, leopard print bed, by the way. But do we think, does Whitney live at home or do you think she was just at home because she had her wisdom teeth out? I think she was just at home. She okay. got her wisdom teeth out. She's a USC student. She's 20 years old. It's, why would she live at home? Yeah. Clearly her family has money. I mean, she might live in the dorms. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and I think, too, because we know that she says that she got dry sockets, I think that's actually an infection risk, and they probably it wouldn't is. want you in the dorms. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so she says she got dry sockets, and <laughs> it was painful. Um, and Lauren tells her that, oh, you missed super intern. You know, she she's crazy. She knows every type of flower and blah, blah, blah. And then Lauren just says, I appreciate you ten times more now. Which is sweet. It is I sweet. it was very sweet. Yeah. And you should miss Whitney. Because she's amazing. I did. 
Um, then we segue back to Bolt House. Yep. And uh, Heidi is upset and traumatized and pensive about Spencer. And she asks Elodie, she says, you know, Elodie says, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm just upset. Can I talk to you? And I thought she said, let's go outside. But they don't go outside. They go into like some weird loungy room. It almost looks like a staging room. Yeah. Like where maybe Bolt House shows off how they can decorate a space for an event. Maybe. Like yeah. it was sort of like sparse and empty. But then I noticed like the Brent Bolt House logo in the background. Like it was very odd. It was very Or maybe strange. they rent out their office space for like really small events or maybe. something. Maybe. It's possible. It looked like that. But it was a weird room. Yeah. Um, and I have never seen Elodie smirk so much. Like she was, <laughs> she was saying that, I mean, she was, the words coming out of her lips were sincere, but the look on her face was so smirk. I mean, she was just smirky and giddy about the fact that Spencer is a dick and being shitty to Heidi is the way, yeah. is what I read in the yeah. situation. And basically this is the same conversation that Heidi had with Kirsten lesbian face, but is now having it with Elodie. It's like he showed up with playmates and you know, he says all this stuff and Elodie says, well, do you believe him? You know, like, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> do you believe him or not? Well, and the other thing uh, Elodie says is, like, you don't... She's like, and you don't want to get hurt again. Look at the way, like, you don't want to get hurt again like Jordan hurt you. Yeah. Which, huh? What? Yeah. Um, so Jordan basically told you you weren't a princess, you cried about it for an episode, and then you were over him in a heartbeat. What? Where was the hurt? And we, now, we all know that now from interviews Jordan's done that he was blindsided by their breakup and didn't even really they weren't even really fighting yeah so what is elodie talking about he bought you a dog for christmas i don't i don't know yeah i mean <laughs> dumb which by the way dog gone oh yeah dog gone. we we know in real life because we researched it that she gave bella to a family friend i think in colorado right not even here no i think not it was i think it was someone in la okay she gave the dog away yeah so, I mean... If any of you are wondering what happened to the dog, the dog's not yeah, here. Yeah, Bella was in a whole one, what, two episodes? And then gone. Yeah. Maybe three. Um, but we should have disclosed that in episode one yeah. when we were catching up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Dog gone. Yeah, Bella, adios. Um, <laughs> so, then we're at this Teen Vogue dinner. Which, it, I think it was at someone's house. Yeah. It was at a private residence. Like in the Hollywood Hills. It was very interesting because it didn't seem like the owners of the house were there. I, the whole thing was a little strange to me. I feel like that happens a lot in nice houses in LA though. Like fashion shoots can be in a house. Weddings yeah. are at a house. Like Chloe got married at a house. Kim Kardashian got married at a house. Like they're all these like wealthy mansions of like a friend of a friend of a friend. True. Yeah. But now the, the other thing, and I actually just thought about this the second... Um, why are the interns preparing the table? Why aren't the caterers doing that? I don't know. Like, that's what caterers do. Like, I mean, you have this dinner catered. Like, the interns aren't the one that set the table and do all the decorations. The caterer does that. I don't know. Like, party planner. I mean, it just seemed weird. The whole thing was stupid. Very weird. And the table settings that they put so much time and energy into with these fucking chinoiserie flowers... (laughs) The table settings and the tablecloth is like predominantly blue and white. Yes. Even the wine glasses are tinted blue. Yes. But then the flowers are bright pink down the middle. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I get it. It's colorful and it's like livening up a space, I guess, but there's nothing like chic vogue about it. No. So I don't know. Well, the other thing that I thought that I liked about this was that it's Whitney and super intern Emily. Yeah. She's back. Even though Lauren was talking about her, like she was already gone. Because she said to Whitney, you missed super intern. Yeah. So I, it, that was a little strange, but yeah. so they're all at this dinner and there, I mean, there are a lot of fucking flowers on this table. 
like yeah. a lot. Yeah. And so there's some guy, who was that guy? And he kept, he literally kept asking everyone, how does it look? How does it look? What do you think? It looks great. It looks great. It and looks super great. intern loves it. Super intern loves it. And so Lauren says, she whispers, whispers kind of under her breath to Whitney. And it's like, I think there's too many flowers. It looks like there's too many flowers. Well, and then they go back to, it looks great. Flowers are wonderful. Everything's amazing. Everything's the best ever. Lisa Love arrives. Yep. Walks and right in. Looks, and she's looking at the table and she goes, I think the flowers are a little much. Like, I think that we should like <laughs> scale back on the flowers. Lauren looks so jubilant. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, just, it was amazing. She was just like, mm-hmm. But she didn't voice her opinion publicly. No, she didn't. But to herself, she was like, oh, I got I you. know. But it'd be one thing if she actually said like, well, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but I feel like there are a lot of flowers on the table. Like, she didn't say it even in a professional way. She, like, whispered it under her breath and then looked like she deserved praise for it. And it's like, no, you didn't really share with the class. Oh, well, see, I didn't think she looked like she deserved praise. I thought she was just silently grinning because super intern fucked up and she was right. She's I like, guess ah. so. But then sycophant, weird, brown-nosed guy was like, oh, yes, too many flowers. Too- <laughs> yeah. After he had just been like, the flowers are amazing. I'm like, know. you are the worst, dude, whoever you are. I don't know. I don't remember seeing him ever again, and I'm fine with it. Um, so then someone is not coming to dinner, as Lisa Love points out. Um, and she says, like, you can remove this place card. Yes. Emily, write yourself one. Well, and she's like, oh, before that happens, though. So the three girls are standing there. And I think it was Whitney or Lauren, one of them, says, like, I, they're probably going to want us to stay and work the party. I bet that's why they had us go home and change after we set up. They're going to want us to be here. Then cut to Lisa coming in saying this person isn't coming. And she goes, Emily, like, you'll be attending the dinner and please write yourself a place card. Well, first of all, dumb, weird. Like, you know where you're sitting. Like, you set the table. Do you really need to write yourself a place card? Like, just sit there? I think it's just for presentation's sake. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, and then she says that you girls can leave and you can um, escort them out, I think, or walk them out. I thought that part was weird. So... They arrived at the house by themselves. They know how to walk out the front yeah. door. So both Whitney and Lauren kind of look... Uh, I want to say, like, half crestfallen, half relieved. It was kind of like a combo of the two. Um, a little annoyed, I think, that, like, Emily gets to stay and they don't. Um, and then the, Emily walks them out. Like, down the stairs, all the way to the... Because this house had a lot of stairs. It was obviously in the hills, so there was a lot of stairs. Walks them all the way to the bottom of the stairs, says goodbye, nice to have met you, whatever, and then just walks right back upstairs. Yeah. They do the double kiss fashion thing. Yeah. And honestly, if I was Lauren and Whitney, I wouldn't have wanted to stay at that dinner. No. With all of my bosses. When Lauren says, like, have fun with your dinner, she's saying it like a smug bitch. Yeah. She's like, have fun with that dinner. I wouldn't have wanted to stay at that dinner. And also, it makes a little sense that they, she would have been asked to stay because she's there from New York and, like, she traveled out. I mean, I I sort of get it. But they definitely made it seem like it was a fuck you. Although, super intern looked thrilled that she got to stay. Oh, yes, she did. Yeah. Oh, yes, she did. She'll make friends with any young designer she wants to. Yeah. She definitely will. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to the apartment complex and we see Heidi strutting. She is coming towards a glass door, walking down this long hallway, holding her two phones in one hand and wearing what I would consider a pageant dress, but one that got cut off like 30 inches shorter than normal. Yeah. It reminds me. It is me- strapless and flowy and it has like beaded sparkly appliques along a sweetheart neckline, but then it's short as hell. What the top reminded me of was season one of Orange County Housewives. They all wore those tops that had like the yeah. bejeweled parts between the tits and stuff. Yep. Like yep. The, it looked like that with a skirt. 
Yeah. Attached to it. It's almost like a tunic length. Yeah. Oh, it was very short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has great legs, But the bedazzled part reminded me of those tops that they all wore in the first season of Housewives of Orange County. And she looks very cute, but the dress is just a little... It's very 2006. And the way she's walking, like you said, she really is strutting, and it's almost like... She's power walking. She's like mad. Oh, see, was it mad or like I've won? Like, I thought it was very self-confident. I don't know. I can't tell. I could see Heidi confusing the two. (laughs) Of course. Yes, completely. Yeah. Um, And lo and behold, she is strutting her stuff all the way into Spencer's BMW. Yep, right into the Beamer. Um, Because he's just driving around and stopping to pick her up. And this is where, like, of course, the timeline in this is so convoluted with everything. But I really wish that we knew how much time was supposed to have transpired between the phone call of I want a week to myself and this date and then returning to each other. I have no idea. I kind of wish that I like now that in current reality shows, a lot of times they will give you a timeline in the bottom of the screen where they say, you know, like two weeks later or whatever, even if it was made up, I yeah. wish that they were doing that on the show. I know. Yeah. Well, they can't. Yeah. They've cut it so far out of order. They don't even know. <laughs> Um, and that's the end of yeah, this episode. That was it. And I think this is one of our shortest ever. I, and well, cause there, I mean, not much. It was all, we had 10 minutes of flowers. And, and I mean, half the show yeah. was literally about different kinds of flowers. With and Emily the intern. I will say that Lauren is going through a phase now where I feel like all she's wearing is black basically. And so I feel like I don't even have anything to talk about right now with her clothing. Well, I think she's trying to be more fashion. Yeah. And she does get there, but at the same time, like. There's not as much to make fun of. No. <laughs> there will be, though. I know, there definitely I know, will be. I know. But not today. Oh, and the one thing I forgot in my notes from earlier was I did put in big letters in my notes that Emily is an insufferable cunt. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of want to look her up. I do, too, because I wouldn't be surprised if she's not working for Lauren. <laughs> like, Lauren went on to have four fashion lines, and I'm, I'd be curious to know what Emily's up to these days. All right. Let's, I'm we'll, going to write that we'll down and we'll look it up it. for next time. Why don't you tell everyone about scenes from the next? Okay. So for the next episode, this is where we really get into what the Hills became about, at least for me. I, I feel like for most people, um, Heidi and Spencer are back together, but Heidi and Spencer being back together are causing problems between Lauren and Heidi. Um, so next episode is we really start to get into the meat of Spencer causing a huge rift and divide between Heidi and Lauren. And I feel like that's what the rest of the show really ends up being about from now on. For quite a while. For quite a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get to pick sides. Oh, it's going to be good. Stay tuned. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at frankly, B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>